0: you're listening to the diet rebel podcast with kiki smith if you're a woman who hates the idea of having to choose between loving your body and changing it then you are a diet rebel and this podcast is for you in this podcast we talk about everything from loving your body exactly as it is now to becoming the most fit lean and toned you've ever been no matter how old you are How many tiny humans you've birthed or how many times you've lost and regained the same 15 or 50 pounds seriously you don't want to miss it so grab a snack preferably protein based and sit back and enjoy this episode what are newbie gains first of all so i feel like i have kind of i know i've talked about this to some extent In most of the videos and live chats and things that we've done, but I don't know if I've ever dedicated something specifically to talking about newbie gains and what they are. So I feel like generally a lot of people do understand what I'm saying, but I wanted to specify that newbie gains typically you hear it more in like the weightlifting world, bodybuilding world, because of the world, the word gains. But in the fitness world, period, it's typically a term that is used to talk about the rapid progress, the rapid initial progress that somebody sees when they first start working out or lifting or exercising kind of in general. So when they first start, they beginners see like massive, significant improvements in their strength, in their fat loss, in their muscle gains. They just like you see results. It's a phase where like you can actually see progress from what you're doing. So this is a time period where you're Muscles are growing like super fast. You can lose weight super fast. You know, the fat is just kind of melting off. Sometimes those things are happening simultaneously and everybody notices. So it's kind of that phase of fat loss. For most of us, that's, that's kind of like that first diet, that first time that we um, whatever, start exercising. Like you exercise the first time, you kind of see results, especially if, you know, your eating is under control. So this typically happens when you're really new, or if you've had like a long lay off from lifting. So it's just that initial stimulus that's happening that because your body is just like adapting so quickly, you're seeing all these changes. So I like to give the example of like a child. So imagine, you know, for those of you who have children, or you've probably heard this about yourself and your children, like when we talk about like, why it's easiest to teach children, like foreign languages and things like that, when they're like young, typically, we're saying like under five or something like that. So there's all these different studies and talks about why it's easiest to teach children when they're younger, and why children learn the most like you learn the most that you'll ever learn from like these ages of zero to five or something like that. Like, it's, it's kind of, a two part story, like, yes, you're more malleable, your brain is actually going to be more accepting of things because you haven't like, experienced the world yet. And all these negative things that start to like make you not, you know, receptive to learning new things. But also because of the fact that everything is new. When you're young. So, when you are a newborn, literally everything is new to you. So, like everything that happens the first day that you come out of the womb is the first time that it's ever happened. The everything that happens the second day that you're born, like some of it's kind of new, but some of it's not. So, the older that you get, the less newness there is to the experiences that you're having. So therefore, when you're looking at on the grand scale of what you've been able to like learn and how much you've learned and how, you know, much smarter you were able to become when you were like under seven versus how hard it is to learn when you're older, it's along those same lines. So it's partially because of the fact that like, yes, your brain is just open to more information, but also because everything's new. So that's the exact same thing that's happening when it comes to the workouts. When you first start working out, everything is new. Every single move that you make, every single thing that you do in the gym, every single exercise that you do, like it's all new. So that's the reason why the progress is so much faster. The more that you do it, the less of a newness it is, the more the mechanics of it are just like part of something that you can do without really having to think about it then there is an adaptation that has happened. And now that stimuli is no longer new. So therefore, it's not adapting, reacting in the same way, meaning you're not getting the same results from it. So that's one of the ways that I would look at it from that perspective. So whether you're, like I said, trying to explain this to a client, or whether you are a client of your own, and you're trying to figure out like, okay, what is this whole new begins things? That's really what it is. So it is like this kind of like, golden period of fitness where everything just seems magical and everything is working out for you. Now, the thing about this is that newbie gains, as the name insinuates, don't last forever. They're only for that new period. So the same way that, you know, learning any language is easier when you're zero to five because you don't know any languages. So it doesn't matter if you come out of the womb and somebody is speaking Japanese to you like that is just words. It's not like, oh, they're speaking Japanese, not English or vice versa. So you don't really know any better. So the fact that the newbie games are happening then is also the only time that they're going to happen. So it really is kind of this like Goldilocks sweet period where all these things are happening. But once they end, you actually have to start doing things a little bit differently in order to see those same results. So you're going to want to keep challenging yourself in new and different ways. But when we're talking about newbie gains, that is the gist of It's this that period when you're brand new or you've had a long layoff and this new stimulus that you're introducing is just producing rapid gains. Things are happening so fast. So that leads to the second question, which is how long? Do newbie gains last? So I thought this was a great question because a lot of people are confused about this. So when you're trying to figure out how long newbie gains typically last, it's going to depend. So it's going to depend on several factors. Uh, but the main three that I would say is your training experience, your genetics, and your training program so like how like the actual program that you're doing so training experience means like literally like how long have you been exercising so like i said if you're somebody who is brand brand new versus somebody who maybe hasn't worked out in five years, both of those people are gonna see newbie gains to some extent. But the person who hasn't worked out in five years still does have some muscle memory. So their newbie gains won't be as massive as they were when that person was brand new or for somebody else who is brand new. So the actual training experience how long you've been training for, how long you've been working out for. If you've never exercised in your life, you're going to get results from like doing the smallest things. The more that you do again, you're thinking about that child, like the more things that you're introduced to, the more your body is going to have adapted to that thing and it not be new. But either way, you do still have that period of time where you can introduce new things and see some results from them. So the training experience, and then genetics, which is obviously self explanatory, like there are just some body types that tend to respond better to different types of exercises than others. So an example that I would say is like, there are people who are like, better built for like running. There are people who are like better, but they have better genetics for lifting and building muscle. There are people who have the genetics for Pilates training or something like that. So like, there are some, you know, we are born with certain builds, and then we can also like train and adapt to do other things. But based on your genetics, there are certain things that like you may or may not see, like some people will never get a six pack, some people will never have like a peak on their bicep, or some people will have like a pointy peak, and some people will just have a rounded little hump there, like those things are all genetic, um, especially things like how your like legs are shaped, or your glutes are shaped and stuff like that. So the results that you see, like you may be seeing rapid results, but the level of results and the extent that they can go may be faster or slower for people based on their genetics so like someone who has like rounded butts in their family like their muscle stimulus is going to react very fast to like doing squats and deadlifts and stuff like that and i'm like hey why they get the you know squat booty and i've been doing squats forever and i haven't so that person would need to like do a little bit more train a little bit more intensely like have a completely different strategy because that person's genetics enable them to have newbie gains in that specific thing faster. And then like I said, the third one is your, the actual like program that you're doing. So this is where you know a lot of times people will come in and they'll do something. They'll do like a 21-day program or a 30-day program or something like that. They'll see some results and then they'll be like, oh if I do this again, the results will be even better. Well if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, newbie gains are not <laughs> they're going to stop. So the more that you're doing the same thing, the faster that your body's going to adapt. So if you're if you start off with something like semi periodized, it doesn't even have to be like super strategically periodized, but you're just kind of changing, kind of sort of changing stuff up every couple of, you know, weeks or so, like every four weeks or six weeks or something like that, then your newbie gains period can extend further than the person who like is so super like nostalgic and holding on to that one thing that worked at one time and that's the only thing that they will ever do because they're like, no, this always works for me. So that person is going to adapt way quicker. So I have been that person. <laughs> so I've told the story before about my, like when I did, I think it was like Jillian Michael's 30 day shred or something like that. And I was just like, oh, if it worked this well in 30 days, I'll do it for 60, 90, 100. Like I just kept doing it. And yeah, that that was not, that wasn't good. <laughs> But that is how our brain tends to think sometimes. Like, if a little is good, more is better, and we just run with it. So, those are the big three things that are going to affect how long your newbie gains last. Now, in general, newbie gains can last anywhere from several weeks to several months to up to two years. Now, that's the reason why I said the other things first, because of the fact that if you are if you have those things in place, like if you have great genetics, and you are doing a pretty decent training program, or you're at least like changing things up ever so often, so that that adaptation is happening a little bit slower over time. And if you were brand brand new, then that's it's probably going to stretch out a little bit longer, those gains might last for up to two years. That is best case scenario, though, how it typically works, though, is usually for a beginner, you're going to see progress for probably the first six months. What's actually happening, though, is the first one to three months is when your body is like learning and figuring out what are the things that are happening, right? So the first one to three months is just kind of like you're introducing the newness, The actual results from that usually come in the next three to six months. So that's when, you know, after you've had a few months of that acclimation, that neural adaptation, like when that's happening, it's building up for the results that you're probably going to see in that next quarter in that the next three months. So the first three months are just kind of like you just doing what still feels like the same thing over and over. Then the next three months, you're seeing a lot of the results from that. But at that six month mark is when it starts to peak a little bit. And but what happens is most people don't recognize it because of the fact that there's there's lead behaviors and there's lag outcomes. So there's like behaviors that you're doing over here. And then there's outcomes that are happening over here. And the average layperson is not very good at putting two and two together of like this made this happen because of the fact that they're kind of happening separately from each other. So like I said, typically, the first three months are producing results for the next three months. And then what's actually happening during this three months is you're hitting a peak. And then when you're coming on the other side of that peak, you don't always know, because of the fact that you're still kind of riding the high from those original results. So results are kind of building up until that six month mark, starting to kind of either plateau a little bit or decline, but the decline is a little bit slower. So a lot of people don't notice. And If you were someone who was doing something quick and kind of got your results already, this is also why you may not always see the difference until one to two years later. But the decline was already happening during that time period. Because the thing about newbie gains is they can be lost. (laughs) So it's not just something that happens and it just stays with you forever. So like I said, typically that first year is when things are going to be as blissful as they probably will ever be. And the majority of that was actually happening towards the middle of the year. So even though the overall gains may last for one to two years, the best actual progress that you were making was just after those initial few months of the adaptation phase. So once you finish that, you're getting some results, things starts to decline. And then what Tends to happen if you were actually watching these, if you were actually looking like getting body composition scans and watching this very closely by month 12, what you may notice is that not only have results kind of been on a decline, so let's say you built a ton of muscle, you know, during those first like six months or whatever. What has been happening, you'll tend to notice, is that some of that muscle was starting to be lost, but also that you might be regaining some of the fat back that you lost because remember during that newbie gains time you can be like doing both simultaneously you can be gaining muscle you can be losing fat it's all happening at the same time so for a lot of people because of the fact that they are maybe maintaining their weight they don't realize but like they're not continuing on and progressing with their workouts they don't realize that, that shift is happening, but because maybe the scale is the same or overall, they feel like they kind of look the same. They don't recognize the fact that muscle is starting to decline and fat is starting to go up. But because it's like that same thing that was happening when you were getting your newbie gains and you were losing fat and building muscle at the same time, you start to kind of have this downward shift of gaining back some of that fat that you lost. Like I said, probably around that like 12 month, to two year marks, sometimes even like three years before you recognize that you lost those gains. So essentially, like you lost the muscle, and a lot of the fat is starting to come back. So um, basically, you want to keep an eye out for that, if you are a newbie, because you want to be able to like, after those first whatever, weeks, months, etc, you want to be able to shift things once that time period happens. So that's the reason why it's important to understand because like I said, remember your training length of time matters. So even someone who has had, like I say, months off from lifting can still experience that newbie gain time. Like, That for that short time period, but they have to be like very well aware of it so they can switch things up quickly when that stops working. So for that person, they may only get like a month or two or less of newbie gains. So this is good news for somebody who's like had surgeries or something like that. And you have to like have a long period of time off and you're worried like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all my muscle mass because right around three weeks or so is when you start to kind of see that loss in muscle mass. If you have to have a recovery, you have a surgery, you have a recovery for like six weeks, 12 weeks or longer. When you come back, you'll see a lot of the newbie gains. That's that muscle memory. And as that kicks back in, it won't be long before you're, you're right back to where you were when you started. So even if you do lose some muscle, it's not you know, a hard thing to put it right back on after that layoff. It's just that it's a short-lived period of time. You're going to have those newbie gains and then you got to like get into action with whatever you need to be doing next, like being having that strategy along the way. So, hopefully that answered that a little bit better. So, the next question that she had was what are the best exercises for newbie gains? And this one I feel like is it's a little bit harder to describe because like there are there are definitely exercises that are best for newbies. But one of the best parts about being a newbie is that you can kind of do anything <laughs> and get results. So that's going to be the good thing is that you can kind of sort of do whatever you want and get results. Now with that being said, the best the best exercises for a newbie to be doing, I would say like compound movements are going to be your best exercises in that time period because it's going to give you the max bang for the buck. So your squats, your deadlifts, your overhead press, uh, bench press, pull-ups or chin-ups or something like that are going to be like the biggest bang for the buck moves during that time period because they're compound moves. You're doing using multiple Uh, body parts at once. So whenever multiple joints and muscles are working together, it's you're going to get a better result from that. So that's why a lot of times compound exercises are recommended for newbies. Because for instance, something like instead of doing a bunch of like bicep curls and stuff like that, if you're doing chin ups and pull ups, like you're working your back, but you're also getting that bicep work in when you're doing, you know, bench press, you're working your shoulders, you're working your triceps, you're working your chest. So when you're doing that, like you're working multiple things at once, that's going to be the biggest bang for the buck. When you're in that time period where you can max out on, you know, like putting on some pretty decent muscle mass, that's a good time to, I would say, focus on your compound moves and don't worry so much about the uh, isolation moves at that point in time. That's something that you can figure in later on when you're in more advanced phases and you're trying to like fine tune things. But in the beginning, a lot of the isolation work isn't really necessary. Because of the fact that you would be just as easy to put on, like I say, bicep muscle from doing back work than you would from just simply doing bicep work. So, why add in the extras when you don't need to yet? So, that is one of the big things that I notice a lot of beginners tend to struggle with is that they just want to add too much too soon, which, like, you don't have to yet. (laughs) You will have to change things up sooner. So, when you're the beginner, like, just enjoy that time period of being the beginner and then uh, shift things later on. So, As far as the exercises, that's what I would say is sticking to things that are working multiple muscle groups at once. Compound moves are gonna be your best bet. They'll also allow you to lift heavier. So not only are you working multiple muscle groups, but you're also lifting heavier simultaneously, which allows you to have that greater overall muscle activation. So you really want to be able to, like I said, maximize that time period. So if you have that opportunity, and you have the weights available, then you can use that chance there. Now, that being said, just because you can lift heavier, obviously take that beginning part, especially those like probably first 1 to 3 months of being a newbie to actually learn proper form so that you're just not tossing around heavy weights because a lot of people are stronger than they realize but that doesn't mean they know how to like do things <laughs> with proper form. So learn the form and then start really pushing yourself with the weight So that's something that you want to look at doing in that first year is starting to like focus on those compound moves, learn the form for everything maybe with like body weight or something first and then starting to like, add on that heavier and heavier weight to push yourself to the capacity to get everything that you can out of that newbie gains phase. Because again, once the newbie gain phase ends, you're pretty much in a plateau. And once you're in a plateau, you guys have seen that I've done the I've been doing the plateau series stuff all year long, you can look through those to really get an idea of what to do at that point. So those are the exercises that I would suggest as far as the newbie gains mistakes. So this was the other question that she had, like, what are the most common mistakes and how can I avoid making them? So let's see. I would say that the biggest mistake is not recognizing that they're even there like not recognizing that what works now will not work forever that is the biggest mistake that i see women making is really like not understanding why. even if we hear it and we kind of grasp it there's still this little voice in the back of our head that's like i don't know but when i did that it worked and it's like it it doesn't it doesn't matter what you did so like Yes, I'm giving you like tips and like things to do during that newbie gains period, but it's also very important not to like, you just go through that newbie gains period doing the best that you can. Like if you have like hired a trainer or something, like that's great. Follow what they're telling you to do. If you are kind of experimenting and finding different workout styles that work for you, like that's fine too. Just take all of the results that happen with that grain of salt and know this and really internalize the fact that whatever is working now, like, don't like just erase it from your mind. Don't ignore that. Don't let like if you're one of the people, like I said, like you're a brand brand new beginner. And you and this is even for people that have like ex, already experienced a newbie game phase, like to think about this part now, is that if you were one of the people who had a longer newbie gains phase. Like the first time that you worked out, like you looked great for like two years. You still want to keep that model in mind. What works now will not work forever because having that longer uh, newbie gains time period, what I've realized and what I've seen in trainers that I coach and in personal clients is like that actually works like to your disadvantage over time. Because it's really hard to disconnect that. And you get more and more stubborn about what works for you. And then you're not willing to actually like change things up. So if you get to keep your results for longer than that one to two years, don't allow it to fully convince you that whatever you did worked and that you should keep doing it forever. (laughs) So that's the biggest mistake that I would say. Uh, Another one is not having a plan. So like if you understand that, if you know and you accept that okay, what works now won't work forever, then you want to kind of like that's what you want to be working on in the back of your head is kind of creating that tentative plan because you're watching things because you want to see, okay? I know that I'm in a newbie gains phase right now because based on the things that I've read or researched I'm doing the opposite and things are still working but you want to have that like tentative plan in your head for what you're going to do when they stop working. So um whether that's like I say like maybe right now you're kind of experimenting and do whatever and then your plan B is to hire a trainer or to purchase, you know, like a whatever, have a 12 week program that you've already purchased that when you're like when these new games stop then I'm going to go and I'm going to stick with that thing or something like that. So have that plan in place. It doesn't need to be perfect. Um, but it just needs to be tentative and flexible so that you're like ready to get into it if the results have started to slow down a little bit. Um, The other one I would say is kind kind of tied to the first one that I say is recognizing that plateaus will come. So a lot of people don't think about the plateaus on the front end. You're just like, oh, I'm just gonna lose the weight. They don't think that they're ever gonna hit a plateau. And then even when they have hit one, they don't always recognize it because of what I was saying the first time of not knowing about this newbie gains thing. So they, if they haven't already come to that conclusion that what works now won't work forever, then when they hit a plateau, a lot of times, like I noticed that women are like oblivious to the fact that they're even having, it. they just keep doing the same thing. They're just like, I'll just do it harder. I'll just do it more. I'll just do it longer because of the fact that they're still making that connection that this thing worked. So, um, If you don't know that a plateau will come then it's the same thing as like the first one like you're either in denial when it's coming or you kind of you don't even realize it's a plateau you just give up and you're like oh well nothing works for me i knew this wouldn't work but a plateau is going to come like it's that's what's happening all along everything is always an adaptation process so it's always going to adapt your body's going to adapt your you know workouts everything's going to adapt so you just keep changing it up so if you know that the plateaus will come then you won't get too comfortable in any one phase and be like, this is what works for me, or this is what I always need to do. Or you won't get like cocky about your results when you're talking to other people. So that's actually another one (laughs) that I would say is the mistake of sharing what's working for you too soon. And this is definitely for you like trainers, or want to be trainers, like it's kind of like, you hit that because so many people, when you step into that arena of losing weight for the first time or exercising for the first time or whatever, and you do something and you get results, especially women, like we don't like to hold that in. We want to share it with everybody. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this thing and it's working. I'm like going to go shout it from the rooftop to so all my friends, sisters, brothers, aunties, uncles, cousins, like everybody needs to know this and do this. And I would hold that in for a little bit. And I know that can be uncomfortable, especially if people are noticing. Like people are like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? If you're still new, I wouldn't tell them. I wouldn't tell them what you do. I would just say I just started exercising. Like, don't get so excited and start sharing your plan with everybody. Go start an Instagram account, do you know YouTube videos? Not saying don't ever do those things. Like, please, please. If you want, like I help people to become <laughs> trainers all the time. So I'm not discouraging you from becoming trainers. People need trainers, you know, all the things. What I'm saying is that if you have only done the newbie gains portion and receive results from that, wait a little while before you shout from the rooftops and try to teach other people this newfound method that you came up with. Because a lot of the basics of fat loss don't change. So if you got results doing some unorthodox thing, it was probably newbie gains if you saw results and you like, didn't follow any of the rules, it was probably newbie gains. If it lasts longer than three, four, five years, I would say five years, because that is industry standard for what makes a successful uh, weight loss. If what you did has kept the weight off after five years, tell everybody about it. Now, am I saying, you know, hold yourself back and don't like whatever, go start your business or become a trainer or do whatever? Uh, No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying before you like, put your flag in the sand and set up shop that like, this is the way stay open-minded during that first five year period, because you, you just never know. And it can be really tough to deal with emotionally. If you've told everybody and their mom about what you're doing and you've shouted from the rooftops and you've started the thing and you've done all the posts and you start slowly gaining that weight back. And then you either feel embarrassed, and you don't want to post anymore. And now you've just like ruined this new career that you could have had, or this like, method of helping people or whatever you were trying to do, you start doubting yourself that you're able to help people. And that I I wouldn't want you to do that. So like, that's the reason why I'm saying it can really mess with you physically and emotionally. And I know that because I see people do it every single day. I have so many people that I either consult with or that I've helped over the years. (laughs) Over decades, there have been people who shout a lot of things from the rooftops while shouting to me on Zoom. This is before the pandemic and Zoom was a thing for everybody. Like they're telling me like, oh my gosh, I feel like such a fraud. I've told everybody to do this. This is what's happening to me. So like, that's why I'm saying be very careful because I know the web that it gets you kind of stuck in and what that does to a person's mindset. So that wasn't even one of the ones I was thinking about, but that's kind of a big one is um, just pause a little bit in sharing it from that perspective as the be all end all. You can still share like basic things, like help people work out, help people get their own newbie games, Like, recognize that you're at the newbie gains phase help other people get their newbie gains and then when you have to start shifting you just bring them along for the ride with you let them shift with you and you teach them the new things that you're learning and the new techniques that you're learning as well um so let's see anything else that i would think i think those are probably the biggest mistakes is just understanding that understanding that they're gonna come newbie gains they're going to happen. They're going to stop. The plateau's going to come. You're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to change things up. You're going to have to do something different. You might have to do things that you don't want to do. You might have to do things that you've never had to do before in order to get the results. You, your go-to thing will stop working. Have a plan B. Be ready to periodize your workouts. I know I harp on that a lot, but the whole reason for that is because when you periodize, you can get the pseudo newbie gains effect because you're changing things up all the time. So if you did an endurance phase here and then you don't do another endurance phase for three months and endurance is the phase that you think you get all the results from, that's how you can keep getting all the results from it. If you just did newbie gains all four months instead of doing it here and then waiting, you know, two, three months before doing it again, you won't get the same results. So having some level of periodization to what you're doing will allow you to keep getting those newbie gains that you love so much. But you also want to accept and acknowledge the things that I've said previously. And that's that newbie gains are just a a special time. So there is even if you're able to like periodize and try to keep those gains going and keep the results going and like, okay, I'm going to change things up every four weeks, every six weeks, whatever, so I can keep getting results. All of that is amazing. But also, recognize that the more advanced that you get, the harder it's going to be to get results, the more strategic that you have to be in order to get results. So it's not just about how do I keep getting newbie gains? Or if I periodize, I like, so that's why I'm saying pseudo newbie gains, because periodizing will give you the pseudo newbie gains, like it will allow you to keep your body to keep guessing, so to speak, uh, to keep adapting. And then as soon as it adapts, you change things up, and then it adapts again. So like, you're keeping that same concept going. But don't look for like those first first original newbie gains, uh, results that we talked about in the beginning of this. And that's like the building muscle and losing fat at the same time. And some of those like some of those things are just like little gems that you just hold dear in your heart, and you remember them. (laughs) very fondly. And you just like, man, things were easy back then and you just you're just grateful for them. And you move on. So definitely change things up periodize so that you can break through those plateaus and keep the results coming. But know that the further along that you get, the more strategic you have to be, the less room you have for randomness so you can get away with the randomness like i say, probably one to two years before it really hits you that like i really need to do something different but if you actually knew from the beginning and set yourself up accordingly then it probably wouldn't come as much of a shock to most people when you find out that like i've actually been going backwards since that first like six months that we talked about in the beginning that's a wrap thank you so much for joining me for another episode and make sure you keep in touch so whether that's through dms or email i would love to know what you felt about this episode or if you have topics that you'd like me to cover in future episodes you can dm me on facebook at em2wl or over on instagram at eatmore2wayless or via email at info at eatmore2wayless.com if you're completely new to the Eat More to Weigh Less process, you can also grab our quick start guide at eatmoretoweighlesscom start. See you next time.